Welcome to On Texas Football. Time for a little conversation here with someone that uh, really doesn't need much of an introduction to a lot of Longhorn fans. It's the former offensive coordinator for the University of Texas in the Longhorns' last national championship season of 2005. That's Greg Davis. Uh, Coach Davis was 133-34 and 34 during his time as offensive coordinator at the University of Texas. Uh, oversaw nine straight 10-win seasons on offense, 12 straight nine-win seasons, uh, among the best times uh, and most consistent times ever at the University of Texas. And I appreciate him joining us here on On Texas Football. Coach, uh, tell I, I, and it's been a while since we've talked, but I want you to tell people where you're at these days because a lot of them are going to want to know what you're up to and that sort of stuff. Well, Bobby, thanks for having me. We uh... – um, I spent five years at the University of Iowa and uh, with Kirk Ferentz and, and enjoyed my time there. And uh, then seven years ago, retired when I was 65, uh, wanted to get back to Texas, uh, grew up in Texas, you know, always wanted to come back here. We chose Colleyville, Texas uh, in the, you know, the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, because we had grandkids here. Uh, my my daughter and son-in-law lived here with their uh, three grandchildren, so uh, uh, we've been back here since since I retired. I've done some uh, I've done some counseling work uh, uh, for Major at uh, when he was at the University of Houston, and when Tom uh, Harmon was at Texas, I I did some uh, some work with with him just in terms of practice organization and things like that, and. Uh, Mainly just enjoying life and uh, working on my handicap uh, and uh, enjoying and just enjoying this part of my life. Where, what's your favorite golf course up that way? Well, there's there's a bunch of nice courses up here. The Texas Star is is really a nice course in uh, in Euless and then uh, uh, obviously the Cowboy Club is is a nice nice course. Good deal. Well, Coach, I, I, the reason I, I thought of you uh, this week is, you know, the Longhorns, for, for the first time since you've been uh, a member mm -hmm. of the University of Texas staff, is headed back to the college football playoffs, right? And it's unique. Um, it's not like the high – I talked to Brian Irwin, former uh, Lamar mm -hmm. High School coach, you know, Brian. Uh, he uh, He's like, well, college is just different because in high school you go straight into – the playoffs and it's bing 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 each and every week right well in college you go to the playoffs or a bowl and there's a month difference between the big 12 championship or whatever championship and what you're getting started i want to get your feedback on kind of what you think that process looks like um sure. and tell people what that looks like from a from from your perspective well there's there's a couple things that, that we always did and uh one, you wanted to give the, the players some time off. Uh, they've been hard at it since, uh, you know, since early in August. And, and so you wanted them to have some time off. You wanted them to have some time to also uh, work on their studies because you're right in the middle of finals uh, this time of year. Uh, as coaches, you wanted a, a chance to kind of catch up in recruiting, you know, which never stops, but you want to kind of, you know, make sure you're on top of that and high school playoffs, et cetera. Um, it's also a time to evaluate a little bit of what you've done. Uh, go back over your red, red zone offense, your short yardage 
things that you felt like maybe during the year uh, you just wasn't quite pleased with? Uh, go back and see if there's a reason uh, that that happened. Um, coaches are out recruiting during this time of the year. Um, and then, you know, depending on, uh, depending on when you're playing, which in this case is New Year's Eve, um, you want to make sure you have 10 to 12 days uh, to really prepare because we, Bobby, we always wanted to have the game plan in when we arrived at the site. So when we were ready, getting ready to go play USC, for example, um, our last practice at Austin was if we were going to play them two days, you know, so it was like a, a typical Friday walkthrough uh, during the season. When we got to the bowl site, because there were going to be so much ask of your players and your staff, uh, you didn't, or at least we didn't want to be adding a bunch of things. We wanted to be polishing up what we were doing, uh, making sure the players were really confident in the plan, um, and, and then go from there. And I think that's probably pretty typical of the way people do it. They, uh, uh, what you, you don't want to do is you don't want to give them the plan so early that they're bored. Uh, and so, you're, you know, there's always a couple of things at the site uh, uh, that you may add. Hey, we're going to tweak the red zone a little bit just to keep them. But that's kind of the way I think most people go about that process because you're right. It is different than playing on Saturday, evaluating the film on Sunday, and then getting started again during the week. Hey, Coach, uh, you, you talked about the, that time against USC. You're, I mean, you've had two national sh championship game appearances, not only the one against USC, but also the one against Alabama. Uh, Texas beats Washington. We might see a rematch of that of sorts. Um, take us through the the, the emotions. The, I, I want people to understand just how high the high was, because I was there in, in Pasadena both times, right? And then how low the low is, right? I mean – it's got to be. I mean, that's what you're. That's what it's about. About being a fan, right? Mm -hmm. About being a coach. I mean, you have these roller coaster of emotions. And I, I remember seeing you in post game, and you probably, you definitely don't remember seeing me in post game mm -hmm. against USC. But I've never seen you grin so big. <laughs> you, had, yeah. you, you had one going from ear to ear, right? Yeah, sure. It's uh, well, it's uh, when you. Yeah, I did it for a long time, Bobby. I, I did it for 43 years. Yep. And and you realize somewhere along that journey how special these seasons are. Uh, they don't just happen all the time. I mean, the, the number of my friends that spent a lifetime in coaching and never had the opportunity to play in one of those ballgames. So even though everybody says – well, you know, I'll think back when I retire. You know, I'll reflect back. You're not living in a vacuum. You realize that that is a, a special team, a special moment. And um, so you do. There's no question. There's a, there's a certain joy. I'll tell you a great story, a true story. We're flying home from USC. And obviously not a whole lot of sleep the night after the ball game. <laughs> and so 
Coach Roll was sitting across the aisle from me. Well, uh, you know, I, I grew up as a, as a Texas high school football player and coached high school ball in Texas. And Coach Roll was like <clears throat> an icon. And so uh, getting to know him was a huge, you know, huge part of my life at Texas. So we're getting ready to land. I kind of sit up in the chair. The pilot says we're making our final approach. And Coach Rawl looks off, looks over at me, and he said, "Well, Coach, you checked off the last thing in the box." And I said, "Excuse me, Coach. I, what are you talking about?" He said, "Greg, when you come to Texas, they give you a list of things you have to do. Last night you checked off the last thing in that box." And I said, "Well." Well, great, Coach. I appreciate that. And uh, he said, now, Greg, when this plane lands, they're going to give you another list. <laughs> I love it. That's what it's like coaching at Texas. <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian, beware. <laughs> you mentioned special seasons, and that's clearly what Texas has had this mm -hmm. year. I know you've watched some games and watched around the college football. What do you see about this Longhorn team, in your opinion, Coach, uh, that really makes you feel uh, like this has a chance, or it has been a special season for Texas? Well, you know, obviously uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of of the Longhorns and, and everything that's going on. And um, this football team, I told, uh, I told Hardy McCurry, who – worked with us at Texas and was in the uh, uh, was in the foundation for a long time that, uh, you know, they had the ability to beat you multiple ways. And I think that's what all great football teams can do. Uh, they, they can offensively, uh, they can beat you throwing the ball. They can beat you running the ball. Uh, defensively, they can rush the passer. Um, uh, they're strong up the middle. Special teams are solid. And so uh, I thought early in the year they had a they had an opportunity to, to really have a special year. Anytime you have a quarterback coming back like Quinn that has um, has been around, they give you a, they give you a chance. So you mentioned Quinn and you mentioned early on that you thought they had a chance to have a good a good season. What are some of the things that stand out to you about this Texas team? You mentioned strong up the middle, good receivers. Any, anything in particular like that, that uh, you feel like Steve Sarkeesian's done to bring out of these guys to, to get them where they're at? You know, I, I don't know, Steve. <clears throat> I actually met him uh, at the USC ball game. There was a there was a function for the staffs and, and uh, but, but I don't know, Steve, but uh, there's no doubt in my mind, he came in with a vision of what a national championship team should look like. Uh, I mean, I've kind of heard him talk about it a little bit, you know, and, and we got to get bigger in the lines. We, we got to be more dominant in this area. Um, and, um, uh, so I think he went about, he had a plan. He went about recruiting to that plan. Um, he's obviously got a great offensive mind. He does a, does an excellent job of calling the football game um, and trying to, you know, I think he's uh, 
I think he's one of the best in the business of making sure that the the great players get a chance to beat you. I know, uh, I, you know, I know when when I was at Texas uh, uh, with Ricky Williams, you know, it's easy. You say, you know, if your tailback is a is a difference maker, well, you turn around and hand it to him thirty times. Um, but when you're when you're when your difference maker is a wide receiver, a Roy Williams or a Worthy, it's not always as easy to get them the ball uh, as it is turning around and handing it to the tailback. Um, and I thought he did, he does a great job of scheming up ways to get those guys open and give them opportunities because uh, you want your playmakers to. To, to make the plays in a big game for you. Um, and then, you know, I think when the, when they lost the ball game to Oklahoma uh, in a, you know, a great football game, if you're not a Texas fan, uh, and just, uh, you know, really enjoyable game to watch. Obviously we were all sick, but, uh, you know, I, I was at a function that afternoon and Vince Young was there. And so Vince and I were, you know, talking about the old days. And he said, what do you think, Coach? What do you, what do you think this will do? And I said, I, I really think this may be a defining moment for this football team. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, they prepared well. They go to Alabama. They win by double digits. Um, they come back and, they, you know, they played well. And, and now they lose a heartbreaker. Um, in the in the last seconds and how they respond to this i think will be really critical in what kind of season this turns out to be and obviously they did a great job and uh so i just think steve has really uh really done a, a great job of, of bringing in the kind of football team he visualized that that was going to be necessary to compete at the highest level it makes makes total sense because they've been talking about big humans and that mm -hmm. sort of vernacular that you've heard for for decades, right. probably. But the the thing that that uh, you know I, I look at, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you look around college football today and this the three high defense that people are talking about now at Iowa State. And are, are there any uh, what Kansas and their offense coordinator was able to do? You know, are there any kind of systems or offenses and defense that, that that you think are truly interesting right now in, in college sports this is taking you away from texas really and just 
yeah. talking about college football in general? Well, I think the from an offensive standpoint, I, I think the RPOs is something that uh, was, uh, you know, I've been out seven years now, and, and that was something that was kind of just coming in towards the end of, uh, of my last couple of years. Uh, you know, I think that's, that's always interesting. I, I was brought up initially by Emory Ballard uh, in college football. And, and I asked him one time, and young fans, Bobby, won't even know what you and I are talking about right now. But I asked him one time about the reason for the success of the wishbone. And he said, the success of the wishbone is predicated on the fact that the decisions are made post-snap. So where you hand the ball, where you keep the ball, where you pitch the ball is determined post-snap by what the opponent does. Well, that's what RPO football is. You know, you, 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 you hand the ball off, you throw the ball, you, depending on what the opponent is doing, and, and theoretically, then you're always going to be right. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, to me, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, I enjoy that. The, um, as, you know, if you ask me as an old timer, what's the most frustrating thing I see in today's world? It's like, uh, it's like, well, it's against the law to get underneath the center at the one yard line. I don't <laughs> quite understand that. Now, I mean, I'm all for the, you know, the orbit motions and the back motions and, and playing fast. I think that gives the offense an advantage over the, but, you know, at some point, I think it uh, – and it always has come down to blocking and tackling, and, and, and I just feel like there are some opportunities in short yardage uh, that a lot of people miss out on uh, because philosophically they won't get under the center. Interesting. Um, speaking with Greg Davis, former offensive coordinator, University of Texas. Coach, uh, we, we've talked about it on here and people have heard, I think you talk about it before, but it was 2004. Y'all had just lost to OU and a little change happened in you and Coach Brown together. And y'all y'all kind of made the decision, let's ride with Vince and see where it takes us. What led to that decision? And then, you know, what followed was just a blossoming, right? Because uh, you mentioned D.Y. there. Get Give people a sense of where y'all were and then where it took you. Yeah. You know, in um, the year that you're talking about and the decision, uh, the decision that we made to go with Vance, uh, I always think about chance mock. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if people would go back and evaluate chance mocks numbers prior to our decision to go with Vance, uh, he was having a phenomenal year. Um, I think at one point he had thrown 14 touchdown passes and two interceptions or anyway, he was, you know, he was really having a, a good year. Um, when we recruited Vince, um, it was an interesting story. Uh, I was in Vince's home and, and his mother said, coach Davis, I, I want to ask you, you know, you, I've been told you're a drop back guy. 
And, and I mean, you can tell right off the bat, somebody's put her up to this question, you know, said, you're a drop back guy. And, you know, what are you going to do if Vince, you know, becomes your quarterback? And I said, well, I, I like to think I'm a coach and coaches take the talent they have and adapt with them. So when Vince becomes our quarterback, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll do exactly what Vince can do. And so when, when we did get Vince, we started working on the zone read, even though we wasn't sure when he was going to take over and all that. But we started working on – and we, we chose that avenue, Bobby, because we said, okay, uh, we'll be stupid not to use his legs. I mean, you, you, that's not smart. <laughs> so – but we don't want to run some kind of offense that is just predicated on his legs. You know, we didn't want to run a Houston Veer or, you know, just option football. Um, so we said, let's, let's do something that involves the run game. Let's do something that, um, that will take advantage of his skills. It will also create, you know, a great play action. Um, and give him an opportunity to, to really grow into the position. And so, um, so that's, we had been working on the zone read and, uh, even though we had not really used it much to that point, uh, the Oklahoma ball game, um, uh, we were not as good in the offensive line that particular year. We were having a hard time protecting chance. And so, we made a decision after that ball game or actually, you know, during that ball game. So look, if, if we're going to struggle in the offensive line, who has the best chance to do things off schedule? Well, there's no question. Vince, Vince had the best chance to do things off schedule. Uh, we've also kind of been working on this zone read. Uh, and, uh, we, we think it's sound. We think it's pretty good. And, and, uh, so, you know, let's go with it. Well, we went from there, and and things really begin to click. Uh, Vince grew, uh, grew in that offense, and then he he grew as a quarterback, uh, and you know became a became a guy that really could beat you in the pocket or uh, on on the move or you know or with his legs. And so uh, it was a it, it was a big change because we were kind of we were kind of moving, you know, outside our comfort level, you know, and then the next big thing that happened, Bobby, since you just kind of gave me an open floor here was yeah. we uh, were, we're getting ready the next year to go play uh, Ohio state. And we knew it was going to be loud. Um, we knew that that was, you know, they were a quality football team. We, we felt like we were a quality football team. We knew it would be, that would be an important ball game. And so we said, what, what can we do? Because now they've had, they've had a year to look at the zone read and that kind of stuff. So they'll have a good plan. What can we do here that would be a little bit different? And that was really the first time we went no huddle the whole ball game. Was that, or for predominantly, in the ball game was at Ohio State. And one of the reasons we did it was we felt like it would give us a slight edge. 
Also, we thought it might take their crowd out just a little bit, working from the line of scrimmage and using hand signals. So, uh, but when you you got guys like Vince and you got guys like Jamal Charles and Selvin Young and David Thomas, and you know you you can do a lot of things. <laughs> it, it makes you look smart. Yeah. Well, you uh, you helped Texas to a national championship, the last one. Longhorn's last playoff uh, appearance in 2009-2010 uh, played Alabama as well. But, uh, Coach Davis, I, I think that I appreciate you so much sharing some of your time with us today. Uh, get that handicap down, if you don't mind. I, I know you've been working hard on it. But, again, 133-34. and 34, You know, I, I, I want to say this. Texas moving into the SEC, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about that. But um, I think Texas fans are hopeful that what Steve Sarkeesian has going right now is something that's building like what you guys created so that it's sustained success. Sure. Not just one thing, you know, that's and, right. That that's when, when you're back is when each year you're playing up to that level or close to that level. All I right, appreciate that's... you having me on, Bobby. Hey, Greg, that's, that's great. I appreciate you coach. Uh, those footballs behind you, I'm sure are very special to you. I see a bunch of that stuff. A paraphernalia in the background. I love it. That's truly a coach's office right there with a little Santa stocking. All right. Uh, that's Greg Davis from our offensive coordinator, University of Texas. Uh, coach, hook them, man. Take Welcome care of yourself. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.